It's the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. We've got fun, games, and feminism coming at you. Thanks for letting us entertain you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. I am Jonna, and I am in full support of the pixie haircut. Joining me on this broadly entertaining journey is my co-host and business partner and dear friend and a perfectly talented and capable woman of introducing herself. Why, thank you, Jonna. What an introduction. I am Jamie, and I am still a little bit sad that I never had a Teddy Ruxpin as a kid. This is the Broadly Entertaining Podcast for all the fem broads, them broads, and dude broads out there. So let's party. Let's party, party, party. We are definitely celebrating this first episode of the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. A party in your ears, for your ears, wherever your ears are. We want to give them a good time. Uh, Jamie. Jana, we should maybe kick things off with a little icebreaker. Oh, I love a good icebreaker. How about getting to know you? Ooh, okay. Yeah, the question game, not the jaunty tune from oh. The King and I. All right. Perfect, then. <laughs> uh, it just so happens that I have a couple of uh, fresh questions right here. They're fresh, Jamie. They're so fresh, these questions that I have Fresh out of the oven. What are yeah. the odds? What are they? Uh, so quick explainer for the folks listening. This is a simple icebreaker game made up of three basic biography questions that we both know ahead of time and two random questions that we each get to surprise the other with for which our curiosity is the limit. <laughs> Jana, would you like to ask first or answer first? That is a really tough question, but I am going to go with answer first. Uh, pardon there. me. Pardon yep, me. You're pardoned. Great, 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 great. Because I also have a couple fresh questions ready to go. So fresh and so clean, clean. Biography questions first. Just moving on. Where did you grow up? Huh, great question. I would say, uh, generally speaking, I grew up in Reno, Nevada, though I did spend the first eight-ish years of my life in Manteca, California. Shout out to Manstinka. For people, it, there's a Spreckles sugar factory, and it made it stinky in Manstinka. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Not a good smell. Not a good No, not sugary... a great smell. You would think, but no, that that is not a great smell. But I would say I grew up in Reno. Yeah, I spent most of my adolescence there. Go cool. Nevada. Cool, cool. And while you were generally growing up in Reno, what was your sibling situation? Well, I have two. Uh, I have an older sister and an older brother, uh, and they both have kids. So I have nieces and nephews, and yay. Yay, indeed. Siblings with kids that have siblings. Hurrah. Yeah. yeah. Hurrah. Huzzah. And 
Uh, and, you know, as I know, and as many people who know you know, and as our listeners uh, will continue to find out, you are a talented woman. <laughs> Do you have a hidden talent? Um, I don't like to hide my talents because I would rather monetize them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if uh, there is a talent that I possess that only a handful of people know about, I would say that it is my talent for 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 good bed making, like tight corners, decorative pillows. And yes, I'm that like, oh man, that Jana chick, she sure uses a lot of pillows on her bed. <laughs> like I, I get that, but I, I, I want it to look like a catalog. I want them to look like, you know, you're in Macy's. <laughs> that is the, the goal. goal of bed making careers, you know? I mean, hey, a department store display yeah. is is a goal. I'm telling you, if I knew that was a job when I was a kid, maybe, maybe. I would be in a different place. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't know that and that we are <laughs> in this place. And now I have a question for you that you don't know in advance. Ooh. And that question, uh, speaking of childhood and growing up, is what was your first aspiration as a child, the first thing that you remember being the, when I grow up, I want to fill in the blank. Okay. Um, it's actually two things simultaneously, strangely, because uh, in third grade, I learned what uh, what debate was. So we had Miss Garlock was my teacher, and she taught us what debates were. And the debate was um, space versus uh, the ocean. And she divided the class up and we got to argue our views. So I got to learn what a lawyer was and what an astro astronaut might do and research it myself in the same project so at that time i like wanted to be a lawyer astronaut <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's an astronaut who practices law not a lawyer who works specifically for astronauts you know what i don't know that third grade jana would have cared either way i think she would have been like you know, whatever 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 hits first you know <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Um, but I think it is safe to say that it is now my turn to ask you some questions. Um, I know that you have one more surprise question for me, and that's great. But first, I just wanted to, you know, since we're talking about childhood things, let's like talk about where you grew up. I grew up in a place that was also known for having a bit of a stink, coincidentally, <laughs> and that was uh, on Staten Island, New York, uh, which until I want to say 2001 um, was the home of the New York City landfill. Uh, so that was something that people sort of knew Staten Island was known for. Uh, I will tell you that there is a lot more that Staten Island has to offer than the negative things that it is known for. But I will also say that those negative things are not all necessarily incorrect. And I have not rushed back to live there since, uh, <laughs> since adulthood. That's, that's, I did not know that we shared the same smelly childhood <laughs> past. I had no and idea. We just keep learning more and more about each other every day jamie what what a lovely partnership we have going this is great 
Uh, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your smelly siblings then. Sure, more <laughs> things that we have in common. I'm not I'm not going to say that's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm sorry, Evan. Yeah, that's all right. It. Out of the three of us, I am probably actually the stinkiest on you know any what? given day. I will also agree with that. So, <laughs> it, not that I just you know I know you, I know them. Feel yeah, like they yeah. probably shower every day. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've, so I too have two older siblings. They are brothers, uh, uh, assigned male at birth, cisgender dudes. Nathan is five years older than I am. Evan is two and a half years older than I am. So a very purposeful breakdown <laughs> in our difference in ages. Our parents were very, uh, very particular. I don't know what my mother's birth control method was, but I know that they were very purposeful about uh, about how they had their three kids and that they had me because Evan was a boy. And if Evan had been a girl, I would not have been. Wow. And some days I wonder if that would have been fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> I am for one glad that it turned out. <laughs> um, well, uh, you asked about my hidden talents. You're a very talented person. Let's uh, what what do you got in the hidden talent arena? <laughs> Um, well, like you, I am not, I'm not one for, for keeping my skills a secret. Uh, I, I like to think it is less about monetization and more about the joy of existence in the world, but you know, we also exist in a capitalist world. So got to figure out how those things work together. I think one of my hidden talents, um, is I'm going to say the ability to correct people's grammar like in my head while they're talking to me <laughs> um, in my head. I want to be very clear about that. I'm not stopping people in the middle of speech, uh, but my mother was a Spanish and Latin teacher. And it's hard to grow up with a mother who's a language teacher and not develop your own relationship to language. And, um, you know, we would, we would start sentences with me as a kid, if we were like, me and Annie are going to the store. My mother would be like, who? And it was not until we said Annie and I that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that we were able to move on. So, so that was kind of drilled into me. So it might be a hidden talent. It might be a tick, but, <laughs> but there you go. Parents, huh? <laughs> um, well, I want to surprise you. Surprise. I surprised. Okay. Um, with a question though. So let's do this together. Uh, when you were in grade school, what um, material, either item, be it a toy or an appliance, whatever it might be, made you feel really envious? Like, and this could be because you couldn't have this thing because your parents wouldn't let you or because your family couldn't afford it or whatever the reason was. Mm -hmm. What is that one thing in grade school time that was like, ooh, I, I, if I had that, I'd have it going. Sure. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind is actually from when I was in preschool. So mm -hmm. apologies for expanding the age range of that question. Okay. That's all but right. the first thing that came to mind was Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah. For those of you out there who are uh, uh, younger than Jonna and I. So I'm going to say people in their 20s and younger, you might not know who Teddy Ruxpin is. It was um, a teddy bear with a cassette tape that 
like you talked to and it talked back to you with pre-recorded messages. So, you know, an earlier version of a Furby type thing, which is also probably dating myself. <laughs> oh, the Furbies. Both equally kind of creepy, though. Same was the Tickle and the Elmo. Also, all these yeah. all these animated animatronic yeah. mm-hmm. toys, children's toys were a little scary. Mm-hmm. First, our first steps into the uncanny valley of... Uh... <laughs> Exactly. A virtual virtual humanity but yeah teddy ruxpin when i was in um uh, preschool i had a friend named penny i think we were just friends for one year but i would go to her house and play she would never come to my house which i think my mom had some beef about but penny's basement was filled with all of the toys and things that mm-hmm. a, a four-year-old wanted to play with and she had a teddy ruxpin which i you know, uh, it was not something that I had. It it wasn't, there were no like religious reasons I couldn't have it. It was probably cost-based and mm-hmm. it was like, that's, that's junk. You don't need, we don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. You don't get one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is fair, you know, yeah. totally fair Can't in have retrospect. Them all. Yeah, no, absolutely. I had a Teddy Ruxpin, but I didn't have cable. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we got cable and and actually uh, internet and a home computer when I was 12 or 13, which was, I think, pretty early on, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So we were an Our early... parents were equally nerdy. My dad was a com- <laughs> kind of a computer nerd, and so was my brother. So we had one kind of early, too, because they were oh, like, go. this thing's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me surprise you with another question, if you don't <gasps> mind. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do two in a row. Um, This one, let's kind of fast forward to a potential future life of Jamie as opposed to child life. Um, But you've been cast in your own late night show. I want to know who your very first guest interview guest is going to be, who your first musical guest might be, and who's your Ed McMahon. And these can all be dead or alive. Okay, that was going to be my first question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Well, I mean, it seems like you should be my Ed McMahon. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll answer that one first. Come on. (laughs) Um, and then, oh gosh, my first, my first interview guest would be, uh, it would have to be a woman, um, which I'm going to say for the musical guest as well. This is going to be an all an all female, an all female lineup. Love, love it. Um, my first interview guest would be. This is so hard. It's a little hard. <laughs> I mean, Michelle Obama comes to mind. That would be an amazing get. Mm-hmm. She is. She is fascinating. She is smart. She is funny. Quick on her feet. Hmm. Um, but then I'm also wondering if I should have somebody who's more in the arts and entertainment world um and well there's a band spot which you could um also change for like a comedy spot or another sort of if that's if that's more your vibe it's your late night show man fair yeah okay okay yeah i like that i like a stand-up i like a good stand-up comic Mm -hmm. and you're right about michelle obama she's hysterical and i love her Yeah. All right. So we'll keep her on the lineup. Yeah. So let's we'll keep let, her in the lineup for sure. We'll let her people know. <laughs> <laughs> and my first entertainment guest. Well, let's say Joan Rivers, because I said it was going to be all women. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so even though there are definitely standups coming to mind mm-hmm. that are men, mm-hmm. I am going to stick with the all broad lineup for episode yep. number one. Sure. And let's say Joan Rivers because she's also got stories that I would love to hear. <laughs> what a bill, Michelle Obama and Joan Rivers. And yes. you. And me. Yeah, <laughs> totally. What a bill. That's a great bill. I love oh, it. Thanks. All right. That was, I'm like sweating. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you sweat. That's okay. That's okay. It's good. It's good to be put on the spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Here's your second surprise question. Speaking of on the spot. <gasps> Uh, I'm going to pull back from the future and we're going to go into the present and also a question that is just sort of more uh, um, not time specific, if you'd like to take it that way. And that question is, what is your favorite room in a house? It can be the favorite room in your house. It can be the favorite room in houses in general. You know, certain rooms have a certain vibe or like everybody's in the kitchen at the party not to you know step mm-hmm. on your answers but what's your favorite room in a house and why i know what answer my family would say for me and that would be the bathroom <laughs> and that is because when i was a kid i had an obsession with knowing what the bathrooms looked like in every restaurant that we went to like if we went out it was and also i was a kid and i probably just had to fucking pee but <laughs> and i still do this as an adult there's like a trigger that happens in me when the meal is done i'm like Whoop, better go pee like, it's like <laughs> almost every single time it happens to me and it happened to me then too but i did uh it did become a bit of a thing like it was like i wanted to know what every bathroom looked like so i bet my family would be like this one but i think a cozy den a sunken living room with a fireplace and soft furniture and coziness and mm-hmm. lots of places to be able to easily put a mug of cocoa or that type of <laughs> stuff um, or cocktail or whatever might be the best. Mm-hmm. Just just drink platforms everywhere. <laughs> well, because because it's actually more um, rooted in less in the drink and more in the comfort level. Like I want to be able to be in this in this comfy zone for as long as possible, but I am a human and I need to <laughs> to drink things and eat things. So I just want to stay cozy, but be able to put it in close proximity. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. That's legit. Yeah. yeah. Great question. Thanks. Great answer. <laughs> Can I tell you my answer to the first question I asked you, sure. which was uh, uh, your earliest aspiration? Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. My earliest aspiration, because I think it says a lot about who I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain nuggets of your your traits, your personality, your your being in the world that are kind of with you from day one, right? Mm-hmm. So my earliest aspiration, also going back to the preschool era, was that I wanted to be a princess, which is common. However, I was very clear 
that I did not want to have to marry a prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I, I wanted to be a princess, but I wanted, you know, freedom to make my own relationship choices. <laughs> yes. Yes. You had a little bit of the jasmine in you. You're like, don't make me climb this wall mm. and escape from the madness and princessdom. Mm -hmm. But also, I like scary people. I like to be spoiled a little. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a tiara. So you it do. Has, it is. It's true. You do have a tiara, and you wear it on your birthday. And it's I, it is tiny and very um. Un, it's an understated tiara. It's not a garish one. It's very lovely and sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Classy yeah. tiara. If you're oh, gonna thanks. wear a tiara. <laughs> Ah, I mean, you know, uh, there are a lot of tiara options out there. I don't want to tell someone that if they want to wear a big flowery one or a big sparkly one, mm -hmm. do it up, get mm -hmm. your tiara on and mm -hmm. don't wait for your birthday. Fucking wash dishes with a tiara on. I don't do that enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, since we're going back, if I had an item that made me very envious in my grade school days. It was, or whatever, it was like a neighborhood, like living in a certain, a specific neighborhood. I lived down the ways a bit from my high school, but there was these neighborhoods that were immediately surrounding my high school that I had a lot of friends that lived in. And I just like wanted to be in that area and that space. And it was also just like, I remember it. I wanted it so bad, but that was kind of high school, not really grade school. Um, that's all right. We make up the questions. We make up the answers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck it. Right. We make up the rules. We set the rules. We set the rules. And speaking of making the rules, one thing that we have done together for years, Jana, is improv. And there are a lot of rules in improv, even though there's a lot of flexibility, there are rules that you have to follow to fit in the format. And I think we should do some improv and tell everyone a story. And what better story to tell than the broadly entertaining origin story? Oh, I mean, that's a good story. We did just get to know each other individually and our listeners got to know us a little bit better individually. So we might as well dip the biz into the pot <laughs> Indeed. i was like i have no idea what that means but i don't i'm not hip so <laughs> I'm, I'm not hip uh all right well how do you feel about uh how do you feel about story time half-life i love that game so fun yay you want to tell everyone how to play it yeah uh jamie is going to tell the story of broadly entertaining in one tight minute Afterwards, I get to take the half-life and try to retell that story in just 30 seconds. After that, Jamie will only have 15 seconds, then seven seconds, and we'll keep going back and forth until all we have is one moment in time to sum up our entire history together. Can you believe it? All right, Jamie, do you have one minute on your clock? I have one minute ready to count down on my clock. All right. I do my best. You're going to be great. Here we go. Jana and I met in 2011. She directed me in a short play for Left Hip Productions. 
we had such a good time at our first rehearsal, absolutely clicked immediately that I invited Jana to come join me on an improv team called Rufus Khan so that we could continue laughing and making and running things together. After a couple of years in Rufus Khan, I brought Jana into hosting trivia with me at a bar downtown. Uh, thus began our continued hosting things together. Thus began our continued what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we did bingo at catfish in brooklyn we started doing raffles and fundraisers we have a party period and then we moved away from each other so now we've got broadly entertaining the podcast coming at you and here we are still friends still making stuff that's time yeah that was a nice minute Okay, I think I've remembered things and that I can do this. Here we go. In 30 seconds, the same story. We met while rehearsing a play. We definitely hit it off immediately, which was great. And I'm glad that inspired Jamie to invite me to audition to Rufus Khan and uh, have some improv years together. After which we started hosting trivia together um, through Jamie's connections in the trivia world and enjoyed it, but thought we could do better. And so we started hosting our own nights in Brooklyn at Catfish, yeah, and conducting our own fundraisers and party period. And now we have this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah good work yeah good work you even I forgot the city's bit but yeah but i forgot the city's part that we're in different cities but that's okay that's okay i forgive myself you know the thing about a half life is that it's only half the life that's true <laughs> and that you have to half that life at uh let's give it 15 seconds my friend let's see if you can okay. do it all right, 15 seconds on the clock, here we go. We met working on a play, hit it off right away, started to do improv together. That was so much fun that we started hosting trivia together. And then we were like, why just trivia? Let's also do bingo. And then raffles and parties and fundraisers podcast. And that's my 15 <laughs> seconds. That was really good. All right, all right. Let's see how I do with seven seconds on the clock. Ooh, all right, here we go. And we met during a play and then we did improv and then we had some trivia time. And then after that, we did bingo and fundraisers and party period and then a podcast. <laughs> all right, Jamie, what heart's are you gonna racing over here? I know my heart's racing too. I'm a little sweaty. Let's see what three <laughs> seconds does for you. All right, ready? Yeah. Here we go. Theater, improv, trivia, raffles, bingo, podcast, broadly. <laughs> okay, I've got one, one second, one moment in time to sub it all up. So here we go. And broadly. <laughs> now it's time for our favorite, our favorite in this first episode, but we already know that this is going to be our absolute favorite ongoing segment. Be a feminist. Be, be, be a, feminist. a feminist. Jonna and I are going to bring some news and reviews from the week or just things that we recently learned to share with each other and all of you things that fall under the broad umbrella of feminism. Jonna, do you want to start? 
Yeah. Um, I just heard, have you, I don't know if you have um, heard about this pixie haircut trend that's going on in South Korea. Fem feminism isn't necessarily the most popular word, I would say, in South Korea, that sometimes it's synonymous with man haters and that sort of vibe. Um, but not just in South Korea. I'm oh, turns say. out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But anyway, three time <laughs> Olympic gold medal archer. I think it's An San. Uh, she has a really short pixie haircut, but when she was winning her gold medals, she was not receiving a whole lot of accolades on social media from her brethren, but instead just getting shit for having a short haircut. So uh, a lot of uh, feminists uh, in South Korea have been banding together and short cutting their hair short and wearing the pixie cut in solidarity and in protest against that sort of shithead ideal of toxic masculinity. So yeah, that's my be a feminist story to share with you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love rocking a pixie cut. Hell yeah. Do it up. I love a pixie. Hair need not determine one's femininity. I'm all for the pixie. I mean, we like a nice shaved head. Sure. Done yeah. it. Yeah. 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 All right. Now mine. mine yeah, now yours. Now yours. Yes. Well, there is uh, a, a so-called Me Too piece of legislation that is on its way to President Biden's desk. It has actually passed both houses of the U.S. Congress. By the time this episode is published, it may well have already been signed into law. And this legislation guarantees legal recourse for people who experience sexual harassment at work. It uh, removes the, uh, the freedom for employers to force people into private arbitration. Mm. And best of all, this is retroactive. So it's not like it only starts the day that the law is signed into law. It is retroactive for people who have been stuck in situations where they had signed some contract that had a clause in it that said, if anything happens, you got to go to HR and then we go to arbitration and you can't tell anyone about it and there's nothing you can mm -hmm. do about it because you want a job. So that's cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And I also just want to add with the understanding that um, just because somebody has the freedom to go to court does not necessarily mean that they have the financial ability to go to court. I want people listening to know that if you need help finding or paying for legal assistance, you can go to the National Women's Law Center. It is a great place to start. Uh, their website is nwlc.org, National Women's Law Center. They have a connection with the Time's Up Legal Fund and other similar organizations and funds that can help provide financial assistance for people who have been the victim of sexual harassment and are fucking done not doing anything about it. Yeah. 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 Um, you had a really great post on your personal page that I want to steal and will at some point that you were saying, if I ever am promoting abusers work, please, please, please tell us, uh, tell me. And I think that kind of 
that goes out to us as broadly entertaining as well. We we do that work. We promote a lot of people's art. And if ever that is something we do, we want to know. And uh, tell us. We love you. Yeah. We got yeah. your back. Absolutely. Well, this has been lovely, Jonna. Thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. Check the show notes for links, special thanks, or more information on anything mentioned in today's show. The Broadly Entertaining Podcast is written, produced, and edited by Jonna DeGesso and Jamie Rossler of Broadly Entertaining. Theme music written and performed by Jonna DeGesso. You can always find out more at broadlyentertaining.com. Follow us on Instagram at, you guessed it, Broadly Entertaining. Thanks for joining us, Broads, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. The Broadly Entertaining Podcast. Shorts. <laughs> that is no good. We'll cut that. We'll cut that we'll out. <laughs> Or maybe that becomes the outro. <laughs>